I watched Shoe Palace Pincus from 1916. It's directed by Ernst Lubitsch, and I wouldn't say I'm disappointed in the film, though it lacks punch overall. It does have a couple subtle nuggets of enjoyment that offer this glimmer of insight into what the director would eventually be capable of creating. That said, I feel like it was a step down from his previous effort, uh, Where Is My Treasure? And not a film I can imagine I would watch again anytime soon. I, I watched it twice, actually, before putting together this podcast. And both times, I don't know, it, it, I didn't feel like I got too much out of it the next time through. So I might watch Where Is My Treasure again. That was a fun movie. But this one, not quite as good. I think the most disconcerting thing about the film is that Lubitsch, who again is both star and director of the movie, is playing Pincus, who's a schoolboy. And I looked it up. Lubitsch was 24 at the time, but he looks a lot older to me. I know people seem to age a lot faster back in the day, but before I looked online to see his age, I assumed he was close to 40. But however old he is, he really looks out of place in the classroom scene where he's sitting among actual children. He's this one grown-up in the schoolboy uniform. And that's not the joke. It's not like, oh, this isn't some kind of a grown-up going to school. He's supposed to be a kid, and it was almost kind of creepy, to be honest, because you see him flirting with the schoolgirls, and it was really hard to suspend my disbelief and accept that he was meant to be another teen. I kept viewing it as if it was this old lech infiltrating a school. In any event, the film starts with Lubitsch as a schoolboy who is expelled for cheating. He starts looking for a job, and every place he goes, he brings his school record, and he has to let them know he didn't graduate high school because he was kicked out. Most people have no interest, but eventually he lands a job in a shoe store. He's eventually fired from the job for acting inappropriately towards a female customer, he tickles her feet while he's helping her try on shoes, but he saves his job at the last second by helping a demanding customer while the boss watches. The boss had brought him downstairs to fire him, and kind of as that happened, this lady was being demanding, and he sort of quickly went off and brought her a shoe and patched it up so the boss gives him a second chance. Pretty much throughout the entire film, he's flirting with women and generally acting somewhat inappropriately towards them. And he never gets anywhere. The, the women are never interested. He finally has a moment of realization after he flirts with a fellow employee and he walks with her while he carries her bag only to end up bringing her to her husband or boyfriend or some other man with whom she walks off. And he feels chagrined that he carried her parcel and he realizes what a sap he's been. And then he kind of starts changing his behavior towards women, so he's learned his lesson, apparently. His life changes when he tricks his boss into delivering these used, dirty shoes to that same demanding customer he'd helped earlier. What he had done is the woman had come in, she was convinced her feet can't possibly be as big as the shoes. Like, oh, I have smaller feet than that, you're bringing the wrong size. So he put this nice pair of shoes in a box marked smaller, so she was happy that she got her size as far as she wanted her size to be. But then he wanted to bring her the shoes because they kind of had this moment of mutual attraction. But the boss, I guess, also likes her, so he wanted to bring them. So Pincus puts these beat-up, used, dirty shoes in the box, and the boss goes off to, to do it himself. And then the boss is humiliated by presenting the dirty shoes 
Pincus shows up with the correct shoes. He chastens his boss by reminding him, hey, you should be thinking about your wife. You're married. I'm the single one here. Um, and then he brings the shoes to the customer. She's delighted. They already had that flirty moment. She takes a liking to him. And she suggests that he open his own shoe store. He lets her know he doesn't have the money to do that. And she promptly whips out her checkbook and writes him a check for 30,000 marks, which is the equivalent to about $150,000 in today's money. So he's in business. And Pincus's shoe palace is born. He decides to host a fashion show. He gets some good press for it because she helps him. She's a well-known person or she's a wealthy person. And he's behaving himself. You see him with all the female models, but he's no longer flirting. He's He seems to have learned his lesson. He, he really did learn from his earlier mistakes. The local papers write up the shop with glowing reviews. The money starts rolling in. And then the final scene happens where Pincus returns to this female benefactor to repay the loan. And he suggests to her that maybe instead of repaying it, we can get married and keep it in the family. She agrees, and I suppose they live happily ever after. And so, yeah, it wasn't a bad film. It's entertaining, but they, nothing nothing too great. Like, I, the, the best moment, I think, was when he kind of, when he brought the, carried the package and had that realization that he was kind of a, kind of a chump, and he decided to change his ways. I watched this on a Blu-ray. It's an extra feature on another Lubitsch film, To Be or Not To Be. And uh, I linked, it's a Criterion blu-ray so you'll get two for the price of one I've, I've not yet watched to be or not to be i'll watch that later it's jack benny carol lombard but yeah if, if you wanted to watch shoe palace pinkus that's one way to do it next i'm watching sherlock holmes from 1916 directed by arthur berthelet <laughs> 